welcome back to another episode of Zap. My name's Jono. And my name's Beck. And Zap the Podcast was formed on the basis that there is a lot of good quality journalism out there. And so this is the other stuff. We aim to make the good trash treasure. We find weird, wacky and wonderful news stories from all over the world. We talk about it, we laugh about it and we make segments somewhat loosely related to it. Uh, And Beck, before we jump in, I just wanted to uh, wish you a happy World Milk Day. Thank Um, you so much. I unfortunately don't have a glass sitting next to me right now. I've just got the old water, but I'll make sure I do go and have one after we finish recording. That's just, water is just low calorie milk. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Clear milk. It's It's what cows drink to help them make milk, I guess. That's true. This is the <laughs> this is the milk for the milk makers. Yes. <laughs> um, I'll raise my glass. <laughs> I'll raise the my milk glass. for the milk makers. <laughs> the milk for the milk makers. Um, before we jump in, though, I have one other thing um, that I kind of wanted to celebrate, as okay. it's taken more than a year um, and has been something that I there's been nothing I can really do about it. Um, and it is with the greatest of pleasures to announce that Zap the Podcast is now officially available on Apple Podcasts, um, which is amazing. And I won't get into the details too much, (laughs) but it's been like months since we started this pretty much, we're trying to get us onto Apple Podcasts. And, um, initially when I first applied to have the podcast put on Apple Podcasts, it was a system in which you apply and then some poor soul has to manually approve it. Um, and as that was, I think at the end of the first lockdown, I'm sure they had a million requests to go through because everyone and their nan started a podcast uh, at that time. Um, and so, yeah, it's since then, um, I'm assuming recently because, um, I had, had another look recently and it's changed to a system in which you through your like Apple account, which I actually had to make an Apple account because I don't think I, I have one because um, I don't really have oh. Apple stuff. Um, I had to then claim the podcast through my Apple account um, and then it had like a, a little approval thing. It just needed to be uploaded. But now, as far as I'm aware, it is fully um, approved and published on Apple podcasting services. Uh, so that is... Truly, a, a thing to to celebrate. Um, this is this is huge because we've definitely spoken about this all, like quite a few times, and yeah. you know, I feel like now we can almost officially say. I mean, I'm sure there's other platforms we're not on, but like you can listen to Zap pretty much anywhere, right? Yeah. Like, oh, well, we can we can subvert or like we can give it, give ourselves a caveat in that if we say Zap the podcast is available on all good. Uh, podcast platforms Ooh. so that means it, <laughs> we're basically saying the ones we're not on aren't good <laughs> yeah true and then they'll beg for us to be on it they're like no yeah. please we are a good podcast yeah. platform we'll be like okay fine that, you can have it's that us. fomo we're getting <laughs> yes. the podcast platforms with fomo we're exactly. weaponizing fomo <laughs> is what we're doing uh for our business um, but, you know, yeah, if you've wanted to listen to us on Apple Podcasts, you now can. If you know someone who has... <coughs> oh, sorry, I'm tearing up. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a big moment. Podcast, it's fine. <laughs> um, but if you have any anyone you know who, who listened to all their podcasts on Apple, uh, now they can. They can now listen to us Sweet. and um, put us with uh, their other uh, probably good podcasts. Um, 
but not quite uh, as but good. <laughs> not quite as good. That's sorry. That's yeah. more of the point I was trying to make. Um, <laughs> I wasn't trying to bring us down. I was just trying to put us above the other ones. Yes, <laughs> uh, which I think is is fair. Um, moving on though, uh, I think we'll start off this show with a story that goes back long before uh, either Beck or I were alive. Uh, we're saying this story back on May seventeenth, nineteen seventy-two, a date which would unknowingly become the start of something huge. Uh, it's on this day a man by the name of Don Gorski, which that is a great name, <laughs> Don Gorski. Uh, Don Gorski. He bought and ate his first ever Big Mac, uh, a tradition for him that would continue for many days to come. Now it doesn't sound that impressive. He bought and ate a Big Mac, um, and he he liked it. That's I mean we've <laughs> we've all been there, right? Yeah. yeah, we've all been there exactly. <laughs> um, but who is Dan Gorski? You may ask. Well, in 2018, Dan Gorski became the first person to be listed in the Guinness World Book of Records for having eaten the most amount of Big Macs. That category was created for Dan Gorski wow. after he had eaten a total of thirty thousand. Big Macs, <laughs> thirty thousand Big Macs. Thirty thousand. How did they count that? How how did they know? Well, here's the thing. Well, because thirty thousand burgers is nothing to sneeze at, but no, <laughs> uh, this record is even more impressive when you find out that the way they calculated it is that um, Don has been eating one Big Mac every single day. Oh for, my god. For, for thirty thousand days, right? <laughs> every single day. Wow. Without fail. and But 30,000 was not enough for old Don. Uh, and so this year, he set himself a milestone of not only having 32,672 Big Macs, but he also reached the milestone of eating Big Macs for f- every single day for 50 years. Wow. 50, 50 years of Big 50 Macs. 50 years. That should and be I, a Macca's ad. Like, uh, no, there I has saw, to be some way to turn it into an ad. His his local Macca's had... There, there was an image I saw where they had, like, a little thing um, set up on the wall being, like, oh, 50, 50 years of Big Macs. It all started... I uh, had the date of his Aww. first Big Mac and stuff like that, which is very nice. It'd be cool um, if there was a photo. Like, every time he came in, he took a photo of himself <laughs> eating the Big Mac. So then there was able to be like 30-something thousand photos, like a little flip book or something. Yeah, yeah, like a little time lapse of, of yeah. his life one day at a time. Um, and I think it's worth mentioning here that Don is actually a pretty slim guy um, for for what you'd expect of someone who ate a Big mm. Mac every single day of their life. Because um, countless people over the years have told old Don that he'd like die of a heart attack before hitting 15,000. But here right. he is keeping active and proving the wrong well past 30,000. And I think the thing that astounds me most out of this story is just the consistency. Yeah. Like, like just day just, in, day he's out. He's always like, nearby a Maccas. Like, that is... Yeah, clearly he must be... Well, yeah. I suppose that's sort of what Maccas has become, like, all over the world. There's going to be a Maccas. Oh, there's <laughs> probably some places where not so much, but definitely, like, Australia... Uh, the US, like um, I think the UK as well. Like there would be a Macca's pretty close to you or no matter where you are. Yeah, like, that's like a kind of bigger thing to think about. Hey, like he's never been like anywhere <laughs> where there hasn't been <laughs> access to a Big Mac. Yeah, he's never been more than a day away from a McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> or, <laughs> but like like just day in, day out, rinse and repeat. 
like every single day. And it's said that he's only missed about eight days in this 50 years. Wow. Because I think every single day without fail, like that, that definitely sounds suspicious. Well, um, to be honest, that... I did think it was that. So now I'm a little bit disappointed that he has missed eight days. But you know what? I'll yeah. give it to him. Because... It's, he's only human. He's, he's, only, he's only human. I thought he was um, perfect, but now he's just like the rest of us, but a little bit better at the same time. Yeah, yeah exactly. But like, because I can't think of like anything that I have done every single day without fail for like even 10 years. Like, even, there's been times where I've been super sick and haven't even gotten out of bed. So yeah, I can't true, even say I've gotten out of bed eh? every day of my life. Like, that's not something I've done. I, I have no claim to that. And, like, for 50 years, a burger every single day is, like, it sounds, it is frivolous. I was going to say it sounds frivolous. It is frivolous. <laughs> no. um, and means nothing, really. Um, but hey, it's just don't say that of, to Don. No, no, no. I wouldn't. I would never say this to Don. I think what Don's done is astonishing. But I think, like, it's it's just like it's it's kind of one of those weird things where it's impressive, but at the same time you're like, but why? Yeah, <laughs> because he wanted to. I think that's how and how I Don's really, going to justify it. <laughs> yeah, I guess there's also I want to find out at what point he was like. I wonder how long I can keep this up. Yeah. Because surely for the first little bit, he was like, I'm loving these Big Macs. It's real convenient. I'm just going to get one. Like, I'm just getting them every day. It just happens to be that way. Um, but at what point was he like, I'm just always going to have a Big Mac. I reckon it was when it someone pointed it out to him. Like, someone must have been like, wow, do you eat those every day or something? And he probably took a few seconds and was like, hmm, Yes. Yes, I yes. do. And never I, looked back. <laughs> Don Gorski eat a Big Mac every single day. And um, yeah, it's never, it's, it's, it hasn't changed. <laughs> hasn't changed a thing. Uh, so Don, mate, if you're listening, uh, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, keep it up. <laughs> Live your best life and um, have a Big Mac for us. <laughs> so on the lines of rinse and repeat, one thing that we do love repeating but with very good reason is crime stories here on zap Mm. and they're not your average crime story they usually have a little bit of wacky undertones um exactly yeah yeah (laughs) i think as you know as it's in our intro weird wonderful and wacky news stories and this one takes place in the u.s city of belfast which i did not know existed it's in the state maine which i had heard of a before, but yeah. not too familiar with. But anyways, the Belfast Police Department had officers called into a disturbance at what is a place called the Admiral Ocean Inn around 9.30 p.m. on a Sunday. So the officers then removed this person. I believe his name was Philip. <laughs> he was removed from the premises and they gave him a warning that if he ever was to return and, you know, in the in this evening and keep making disturbances that he then would be arrested. So everyone goes back to enjoying their night. I'm not too sure on the details on what happened here, but I think the cops, you know, there were some cops still nearby around about, you know, this is in true rinse and repeat fashion around about Mm. 1240 AM. Lo and behold, who, who is to be assumed found (laughs) in the car park at the, Admiral Ocean in yet what officers suspect to be Philip, but what they can see is someone <laughs> sitting on a chair 
in the car park with a blanket draped over themselves. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm really going to have to post a photo of what this looks like on our Zap Instagram. But you know in movies, and a prime example is in Scooby-Doo, when people would pretend to be a ghost or trying to hide with something and they're under a white sheet. That's and wild. There's very clearly someone underneath there, but it, it gives that <laughs> illusion that it's a ghost or someone not actually there. And that is exactly what young Philip <laughs> looks like sitting outside this inn. He is just, you know, it's a man covered in a white sheet. And Wait, are they, are they sitting oh, like upright in the chair? Yeah, they're sitting upright in the chair. <laughs> so it's a little bit freaky as well. Um, the... <laughs> The picture that the Belfast Police Department um, provided, the like little description of it says, in a pantomime moment, the officers removed the blanket to reveal the sheepish man <laughs> underneath. <laughs> so he, he thought he almost got away with it, but um, the, poli- yeah. the Belfast Police Department did say that here at <laughs> Belfast Police Department, we have seen some crafty ways of hiding from the police. This, unfortunately, is not one of them. So he was, <laughs> as the officers had told him or warned him, he was then taken to jail overnight, wow. but he did plead guilty as well. You know, he was caught red-handed, yeah. Um, yeah, but then... He was eventually released at midnight the following day because really, I think all we can really charge him with is, you know, it just wasn't quite the prank he was hoping for. Yeah, um, no, exactly. He was hoping for the classic who done it, but they definitely quickly worked out who did done it in the end. Who did done it, exactly, yeah. And I think he would have gotten away with it if it weren't for those meddling police Exactly. <laughs> Zap the Podcast merch is finally here and you can check it out by heading to zapthepodcast.store. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts and more all with original designs beautifully printed on quality fabric. So head on over to zapthepodcast.store and get yours today. So this week we're talking rinse and repeat and I thought we'd talk about another crime story because what's more rinse and repeat <laughs> than doing the same kind of segment twice in a row? Yeah, just wait till you hear what the next segment is, guys. You will not <laughs> see it coming. <laughs> you won't believe what number three is. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, time and time again, we do show our love for insane crime stories. And I've got to say, of all the stories um, that we've ever done, this has got to be up there with, with, the, with the wildest, with the weirdest, with the craziest the stories. Wackiest. That I've ever heard. The wackiest indeed. <laughs> and um, it starts with a man named Jeffrey Allen Manchester. Okay. And this, is, this isn't this is particularly recent, but it was... I heard about it this week and I was like, there's no way I can't talk about this on the, on the podcast. Like, this has to go in. I and um, old mate Jeff, uh, he was, he's ex-military and he was an odd sort of genius. He started uh, a, a bit of a criminal career doing robberies of fast food venues and particularly Maccas. Um, oh, but this, this, yeah, it wasn't your average run in and take the tills at gunpoint kind of robbery. Because we've done one of those. Oh, I mean, we haven't done, yeah, we haven't we, taken yeah, Maccas at <laughs> I meant we have done a story we or we've have talked done about a story. A story. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I the promise Jono um, and I have never held any fast food restaurants hostage. We have just... Yeah. 
We no pay McDo- for our food. Be, hang on. No McDonald's at gunpoint. <laughs> no, we've not done any of that. No. Um, yeah, Sorry. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't that kind of... No, no guns blazing, going in, taking the tills like, while it's open or anything like that. Jeff had his own special style, which involved getting into the roof of the restaurant Ooh. and breaking in through the ceiling. So he, he'd go onto the roof, like the rooftop of the building, and drill his way through the roof... And then be inside the the ceiling of the of the restaurant, and then drop down. Wow! So he's really a super spy. This is not your average, yeah, not exactly. your average cat burglar. And he did go into these these heists uh, armed with a rifle. However, uh, upon bursting through the roof, like Mission Impossible style, <laughs> he wouldn't be. He was famously even not hostile towards the employees. Um, There's one particular story where he busted through the roof just uh, before opening time. So they weren't open to the public yet, um, but he was in the roof waiting for them to rock up. Um, (laughs) Come on, guys, you're running late. (laughs) Exactly. So he he drops down from the ceiling. They're like, oh, goodness me, I'm in some sort of movie. Um, And... He tells every all, all the employees to get on the ground uh, and gets the manager to go open the safe inside the store so he can get all the money um, without challenge. Uh, and then once that was done, he got all of the employees um, and put them into like the cool room, like the, the walk-in mm-hmm. freezer, um, where he then locked them inside. But... Before he did that, he asked them if they wanted to go grab their coats first so they wouldn't Aww, be cold while they sat in there waiting for so help. Lovely. <laughs> um, yeah, which is like, it's kind of, it's it's a strange circumstance where I'm kind of on board with the criminal because at least he's better than a lot of others. Um, yeah. And he's a, at least odd in an intriguing kind of way. Um, but he was also really good at what he did. In fact, he robbed a total of 38 different stores wow. from around the US before he was finally caught. Um, but getting caught was not the end of this story for old Jeff. Uh, he's He's been caught, been sentenced, freshly imprisoned. Jeff had no intention of sticking around in jail. Uh, within a couple of years, he had a plan and a way to execute it. While in the metal shop... Jeff created a platform out of some plywood that would be able to fit uh, onto the undercarriage of a delivery truck so that he could ah. get onto this little platform underneath the truck and go out of the prison. Like, Love it. Yeah, while while riding underneath the delivery truck. And um, he, he was able to execute this plan and become the first ever inmate to escape from that particular prison. Oh, but that's not all. Did they find all. him? Oh. <laughs> that's not all. Well, that's, that's the thing, all. right? This keeps surprising me. Yeah, it's like an infomercial, but that's not all. (laughs) So Jeff's now a fugitive and had nowhere really to go. Uh, He didn't have any source of income um, and didn't really have a place to stay. So uh, he did what I think any of us would reasonably do and decide to live inside the wall uh, of a Toys R Us. (laughs) What? He, yeah, um, oh, he went. Oh my gosh, that's kind of terrifying. <laughs> yeah, which is kind of terrifying. But he went in um, and basically behind one of the bike racks uh, in okay. the Toys R Us, <laughs> he created uh, a little, uh, like a kind of a little apartment for himself. Um, oh while during the day, he would, he operated like a, I'm sure a cash only kind of construction business. And this was around the, the 2000s sort of era. Um, 
and so yeah, he he was in there. He got by uh, living inside the Toys R Us. Uh, Toys R Us sold baby food, so he'd just eat baby food for oh, sustenance. Oh my gosh! Um, he got exercised by riding around the display bikes after clothes. Uh, he'd there, race so there were no cameras in the stores. He could apparently just... not. Apparently wow. not. Yeah, this this must have been before a big CCTV boom, or yeah, I, I don't understand. He probably understand. started it. <laughs> yeah, he probably did. Because um, yeah, he'd he'd be at night. He'd also race RC cars along the rooftops. Um, and this is like one of the coolest things I reckon is he set up a little like a surveillance system inside this store for himself using baby monitors. That he'd taken from the like the childcare section oh, of the Toys R Us. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Which is like so cool that he's got his own little security system. So was this um, to like check on what other people were doing in the store and if anyone was coming yeah, close to finding him? Exactly. Or like I, that. I suppose like if the police like came into the store, he'd be able to see him before they saw him. Oh my kind gosh. of a thing. Um and so eventually though, his little retail paradise no. came to a close. Uh, after people in the area were able to identify him uh, as he'd gotten involved in in various groups around the community. And ultimately, he was betrayed um, by the woman from his church that he was dating uh, (gasps) after she found out who he was. Scandal. Uh, Yeah, she invited him to a sting operation that was masked as a 40th birthday party. He trusted Um, you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But I, I kind of like... He's in a way he's almost like a, a Robin Hood because he, what he would do is he'd take um, around Christmas time he'd just take toys from the store and give Aww. them to people at the the local church and he was like this Robin Hood um, kind of character um, taken from the rich and giving to the poor. Um, ultimately, though, I think that's what caused the downfall of Toys R Us. Uh, that yeah. little the, the inventory <laughs> missing from the store. All those baby monitors, All, toys, yeah, and the baby, <laughs> baby food. food. Yeah, it's um, oh uh, yeah. So if you win some, you lose some, right? Only, yeah, that's the only crime Jeff should be tried for, really. Um, but yeah, that was how his his little operation came to a halt. But it's just crazy. This like this this man who would go from the rooftop of, of yeah, Macca's what a life. down, do little heists of it, and then. And then, yeah, after he escaped prison, um, which is a thing in of its yeah, own. Yeah, he... <laughs> we just can't casually slide past the fact that he escaped yeah. prison. I kind of forgot that after we went yeah. into the whole living in the wall. The of whole Toys living R Us thing. in a wall of a Toys R Us. In fact, he dug through the wall of the Toys R Us and um, created, like, it expanded his living area. Oh, to, okay. did some renovations. Um, yeah, and an abandoned arcade that was next door. Um, oh like through gosh. the wall, and so yeah, he he also had some stuff in there. Um, it said that he also like did plumbing, and so plumbed in his own water, oh like in gosh. the little home in the Toys R Us. Like this is wild. This this, this is guy, full on. Yeah, he, he's he's like some sort of insane genius. Yeah, and there's I couldn't find much information about why he decided to start doing the robberies, um, in the first place. But like he he just seems like an odd sort of like um. A misguided genius is yeah. what I'd say. <laughs> I feel like he is the kind of person that we need as a guest on this podcast because we would just yes, have we- <laughs> so many questions for him. I want to know everything yeah. and I feel like he would just, you know, 
the stories would be endless. He probably has his own podcast that he's releasing under like a pseudonym or something. Yeah, out of out of prison. He's yeah. probably made his own radio radio <laughs> station. Or a pirate radio is what he's got out of this pri- <laughs> out of this prison. That's what I reckon's going on. So today we are talking rinse and repeat, and I thought it would be the perfect time to do a segment that I've actually had in my mind for a little while now, and it is a segment that I've titled The Differences and Similarities Between Paris, France and Paris, Texas. So (laughs) I'm not sure, Jono, if you're familiar that there is a Paris, Texas. Did you? you, On one of the quizzes, one of your questions is... uh, which has more population, Paris, yes. France or Paris, okay, Texas? Yes. I knew I had mentioned it at some point and I just couldn't remember when. So I was like, I really hope I haven't done this segment before, <laughs> but I hadn't fully, fully crafted it into the way that I wanted to. So yes, I will have a mention of the um, population, which I think that question um, tripped you up a bit, didn't it? Because yeah, I it I seems like, like a trick oh, this question. Is this is going to yeah. be true. Of course, <laughs> of course, you'd expect Paris, France to have more, but maybe it's just like one of these, like, I don't know, a massive town I've never heard of. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, boy, was I wrong. Yes, but <laughs> so we will be mentioning that one, but I have come up with a few different similarities, but also differences, as you might expect, between the two cities, towns um, that do exist. So let's begin. So the first one, what, a similarity that you might not expect is that they both have an Eiffel Tower. So ah. obviously as I'm sure you can guess the one in Paris, France did come first. Um, yep. The one in Paris, France, or the one in Paris, Texas is also one tenth of the size of the actual Eiffel Tower. It's 50, uh, 65 feet tall, uh, but that is once you factored in the big red cowboy hat that is on top of the <laughs> Eiffel Tower in Paris, Texas. So, Yes, they're both an Eiffel Tower in a sense, but I wouldn't say that they're identical Eiffel Towers. Um, the which a photo of this will also be posted on our Instagram for reference. So, in terms of differences, as Jono mentioned before, Paris, France has a population of two point one four million people, whereas Paris, Texas, does have a humble population of around about twenty five thousand people. Um, also, in terms, it's not teeny tiny. Yeah, it's not it's, teeny it's got tiny. A decent amount of people. There's things to do and people to see in Paris, Texas. I'm I'm feeling yeah. like this <laughs> is almost also a bit of a segment that's like an advertisement for both. It's like, you know, well, maybe yeah. one day you can't make it to Paris, France, but there's always the option to go to Paris, Texas because, yeah, you know, if, it does have an Eiffel Tower with a cowboy hat on it, so who wouldn't want to see that? That's true. I mean, if any, if either of the Paris's tourism departments are looking for people to promote them uh, and oh, yeah. their their region hit us up look uh, no we... further <laughs> look no further exactly we are right here <laughs> so moving swiftly on and to more wonderful things about both of the parises they both have a lot of cafes so i'm sure we're all familiar paris france is very famous for their parisian cafes as well as oh, bakeries yes. they do wonderful baguettes so i've heard um in paris texas there is also a bakery called paris bakery which i was going through their facebook page before and they have some wonderful looking treats, including some delicious looking croissants. So, you know, you can get beautiful baked goods in both Paris's. Uh, However, the 
another difference is that if you're looking for the more historical vibe, the history of Paris, France dates approximately back to 259 BC. Oh my gosh. Um, apparently it was when the Parisi, a Celtic tribe, settled on the banks of the Seine. And Ooh. Paris, Texas was formally coined a city in 1844. So just a little bit after um, yeah, 259 BC. <laughs> <laughs> um, a similarity that I definitely did not expect is that they both have very famous bicycle races. So really? as we know, <laughs> the Tour de France is an annual yeah. multi-stage bicycle race, primarily held in France, but it also passes through nearby countries and it ends oh, in yeah. Paris, France. And also, I did not know this. It consists of 21 stages and each mm. is a day long over 23 days, which yeah. I, d- I didn't know wild. it was that long. Like, oh, my dad will be very pleased we're talking about this on the podcast because <laughs> uh, every, like, I think at the moment, I could be wrong, but I think there's another race called the Giro d'Italia on, which is Italy's version of... Uh, the Tour de France, ah. um, but yeah, it's uh, it's insane. Like there's people, these professional cyclists are riding in like outrageous distances, yeah. up insane like climbs for for like a month, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, it's wild. Like, the best part of a month, and it is. Yeah, it, it's truly just an onslaught. There's so many people that drop out of it. I think looking back as well, the the Tour de France, well, Tour de France, sorry, was something um, designed to be unbeatable. Wow. And um, yeah, I know there was yeah. a lot of drug use back in the day uh, <laughs> to yes. get through it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, apparently, I also didn't know this that it features around about a total of 198 cyclists in teams. It's a team sport, yeah. apparently, in 22 teams of nine. So there we go. Uh, whereas in Paris, Texas, there is the Tour de Paris, which is when more than 1,000 cyclists, so wow. a little bit more than the Tour de France's humble 198, um, yeah. when more than 1,000 cyclists converge on Paris, uh, in, in Paris, Texas, to ride on one of six routes of varying length through the stunning North Texas countryside. So wow. I thought that was quite fun. Didn't know that there was That's a Tour great. de Paris in Paris, yeah. Texas. And finally, our last difference, um, as some people may know, Paris, France is home to the Louvre, which the Louvre is itself home to the Mona Lisa, right? Uh, yeah, is that right? So. Yes. Yeah. yeah I'm pretty I probably sure. should have fact-checked that. I actually I'm, just yeah, kind of... Yeah, I'm no art person. Um, but that's um, classic Zap style, isn't it? It's just like, I think It really is. is. Right. We make big, bold claims um, yeah, that we take as fact. <laughs> okay, like, no, it that's is. That's like the it gallery, is. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, it is. So the Mona Lisa is at the Louvre, but which Paris, Texas, unfortunately doesn't have its own version. However, I found something else. <laughs> Just put a cowboy hat oh, well, yeah. <laughs> on a copy of the in, Mona Lisa. <laughs> in classic Paris, Texas fashion. Just pop a cowboy yeah. hat on an iconic yeah. landmark and, you know, make it your own. But whilst they don't have the Mona Lisa, they do have something almost just as marvellous to look at, which is the Balloon and Music Festival, which is a live music and, you guessed it, a hot air balloon extravaganza. (laughs) Yes! So it just looks like they get these, the pictures that I'm seeing, there's a hot air balloon that literally looks like a dog wearing a top hat. It is just (laughs) 
there's a lot going on and you know yes you could go see the Mona Lisa but you could also see a dog wearing a top hat as a hot air balloon and at a music festival so whilst Paris France and Paris Texas do have their differences I think their similarities make them quite beautiful and you know if either if any of our listeners have been to either or both would love to hear your own comparisons yeah, or definitely. or just what you love about each in its own unique, beautiful way. But yeah, I just found it really wonderful that, you know, two Parises, one world, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's truly beautiful. Yeah. Uh, and rinse and repeat is exactly right for this one as well. Um, but with a cowboy hat. Yes. Of course. Yes. <laughs> um, but I, something that interests me, and I've only just thought about it, um, is so it's interested me for about ten seconds. Right. Um, how do you get into hot air ballooning? Like, where's the like? How do you start being a hot air balloon person? Yeah, is there I don't like know. Do maybe you start it's... with a small balloon when you're young and <laughs> work your way up? Well, I was gonna say maybe it's like um how friend who ate all the Big Macs, Don. Maybe you know you go in a hot air balloon once yeah. and yeah. then you just can't get enough and before you knew it you're getting a hot air balloon to work every day because you just that's true i mean if to you be in a hot air balloon i reckon if you went like in a hot air balloon like every day with the same with the same people eventually you'd be like hey, can i have like a go can I, yeah, like, true. Can, I, can I steer this thing i don't know you just like how high is this bad boy go? yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah um yeah can i can you show me a thing or two and then you build it up uh and then on one of the trips up into the air, you do a mutiny uh, and you take over the hot air balloon. In fact, there's only... And there's a there's hot a air set... balloon chase. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's a set amount of hot air balloons in the world and the only way to get uh, to be a hot balloon per- hot air balloon person is to take out one of the other hot air balloon Ooh. persons. This could um, be a movie. <laughs> I, and uh, we will be writing this movie uh, as a screenplay <laughs> for every week uh, for the rest of the yes. year. Yes. <laughs> Um, but that does just about wrap us up, I think, uh, for this episode. <laughs> so uh, make sure to check us out uh, at, at Zap the Podcast on uh, all your social medias. You know them. I don't need to tell you what they are. You know <laughs> social media. Um, check us out on Apple Podcasts as well. Yeah, listen Maybe. to us on all good podcast streaming platforms. Am I right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah make sure to make sure to listen to us on all of the platforms um, so that we get even more um, listens uh, and maybe someone will want to sponsor us. Because <laughs> <laughs> just listen to it like eight times every week. That's yeah. all we ask. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> Never. Is that too no. much? Um, also, check us out. Uh, we have some merch available at zapthepodcast.store. Uh, it's a great way to support the show. And uh, we've got some cool designs on there and uh, just some just some fun stuff, you know, a little little bit of memorabilia, a little souvenir uh, <laughs> from your trip away from the horrors of the world each week. <laughs> and uh, so that does wrap us up uh, for this episode. So thank you very much for listening. And we'll catch you on the next episode of Zap. Bye. Bye.